welcome to Primera Iglesia's weekly podcast from Houston, Texas. We hope you enjoy our English pastor, John Ryan Cantu's Sunday morning message. So Isaiah 38, 1 through 4, if you're there, say amen. 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 It says, in those days, Hezekiah became sick and was at the point of death. And Isaiah, the prophet, the son of Amos, came to him and said to him, thus says the Lord, Set your house in order, for you shall die. You shall not recover. Then Hezekiah turned his face to the wall and prayed to the Lord and said, Please, O Lord, remember how I walked before you in faithfulness and with a whole heart and have done what is good in your sight. And Hezekiah wept bitterly. Verse 4 says, Then the word of the Lord came to Isaiah. Go and say to Hezekiah, Thus says the Lord, the God of David, your father, I have heard your prayer. Man, isn't it good when God hears your prayer? Isn't that awesome when you're fighting your battles and, and God, he, he listens, he hears your prayer and he responds. I have heard your prayer. I have seen your tears. Behold, I will add 15 years to your life and I will deliver you and this city out of the hand of the king of Assyria and will defend this city. Amen. Let's pray real quick. Heavenly Father, I thank you, my God, because I know that this word is from you, Lord. And I pray right now as we Listen to it, Father God, that it falls on fertile ground, Father God, so that it may sink into the depths of our hearts and our soul and our mind, Father God, so that we may apply this word, my God, to our daily walk with you. In Jesus' name, amen. So I want to talk really quickly about something that we very, I think, rarely talk about, and that's breakthrough. Someone say breakthrough. Breakthrough. I don't know if you've ever seen a breakthrough happen in your life. Maybe you've witnessed it in someone else's life. You know, when we talk about uh, breakthrough, there's, there's, tip, there's typically two different uses. And if you look at the dictionary, a simple definition uh, would define it as a sudden, dramatic, and important discovery or development. So like a breakthrough in, in, in like medical research or some other type of scientific field where a discovery is made that usually changes the, the, the course of the future. I'm still waiting for science to, to break through um, and come through with the cure for, for baldness. That would be a major breakthrough for your pastor. Uh, or another definition, and I like this one, an instance of achieving success in a particular sphere or activity. So like if your business that you started a few years ago that's been just sinking through, through money finally breaks through in that industry that you're you're operating in. It feels good when we break through. It's praiseworthy. It makes you feel proud of yourself for accomplishing something. But there's another type of breakthrough that I want to talk about this morning that we cannot by any means of our own effort achieve on our own. Now, that's not to say that that we do nothing, but we really can't take too much credit for it. And that's spiritual breakthrough. And a spiritual breakthrough, if I could define it, is a moment when your exertion meets God's provision. A moment when your exertion meets God's provision or God's answer or God's healing or you can fill in the blank there. It's a moment when the prayer that you've been praying so hard for night and day finally sees the result that turns your cries for help into cries of praise. Because after trying and trying and praying and fasting, you finally get God's attention and he gives you that final push that breaks through. That's the kind of breakthrough that I want to talk about this morning. I don't know how many of you have been looking for some type of a breakthrough. 
in your life or in your spiritual life. But let me tell you something. It's not going to be easy. Breakthrough never comes easy. Breakthrough takes a lot of work. Sometimes it takes a lot of time. But if you're looking for it, I want to encourage you to just to keep going, persevere, keep fighting. There's another story that I immediately go to when I think about breakthrough, and that's the story of the Israelites as they're making their way uh, to, to the promised land. And, um, but in order for them to get there, they have to, they have to go through uh, the city of Jericho. So they have, to, they have to break down the walls of the city of Jericho to get to the promised land. This is after 40 years uh, in the wilderness. So this is after a lot of struggle and a lot of doubt, a lot of fear that came from the generation before Joshua's generation, where they were too afraid to go and take uh, the, the land of the Canaanites because they were too big. This is after all of that. This is after the place that perhaps many of you are finding yourself in right now. Maybe you're in the wilderness. Maybe you're in fear or doubt or insecurity or anxiety. Maybe that's where you're at. But the Israelites... They're past that moment. They're, they're, they're right there. They're, their breakthrough is just on the other side of the wall. I don't know if you've ever felt that way. Man, my breakthrough's right there. It's, it's just right there on the other side of that wall. I can, I can hear the sounds already. I can, I can smell. I can smell the fragrance already. It's just on the other side. You're so close to getting that friend, that family member, to, to come to church with you so that they can uh, receive a message of salvation. You're so close to breaking out of that mindset that has crippled you for so many years. You're so close to getting to the place where you've been fighting to get to for so long it's just on the other side of the wall I don't know what's on the other side of your wall this morning I don't know what you've been praying for I don't know what you've been expecting I can say you know if I could just speak corporately for a second our church we've been talking a lot lately about revival right we've been talking a lot about revival and it's not just us it's not just our church I feel like it's every every church in America wants revival. I, I know I have a lot of pastor friends, a lot of minister friends. They're always saying, man, we, we are on the cusp of revival. We want revival. We are thirsty. We are hungry for revival. And then I, sometimes I go to services, other church services, and I'll hear the pastor or the preacher say, man, uh, revival is on its way. It's coming church. And I'll admit that sometimes I'm a little cynical. And I think to myself, man, we, we've been saying that for a long time as Christians. It's one of those things that you just say, but have we ever seen it? Because like we say it, the generation before me said it, the generation before them said it. Eventually you get to the point where like, is it, is it really going to happen? That's the type of breakthrough that I think we need in, in America right now. And I know I might sound like all those other preachers, but can I just say, I really do think that we're like right there. I, I like, I really do. Like, honestly, I think, I think we've seen enough of the desert. I think we've seen enough deadness. I think we've seen enough empty healings and, and meaningless prayers of salvation. I think that we've been praying for a long time for something authentic, something real, something supernatural, something much more than a good service. I really think that we're right there at the wall. We just need to get to the other side. And maybe on a personal level, maybe... When it comes to your breakthrough, you've kind of been guilty of some of that same doubt and cynicism uh, that I was that I was in because you've been saying to yourself for a long time, man, it's coming. 
This is coming. My breakthrough is coming. My financial breakthrough is coming. I'm going to get that job that's going to change everything. I'm finally going to get I'm finally going to get married and my relationship breakthrough is going to break through and and I'm not going to be lonely anymore. And and you're telling yourself it's coming. It's coming. It's coming. But that same that same addiction that you had 10 years ago is still an addiction today. And that problem, the problems that you've been having in your marriage, those fights are escalating. They're getting worse. And now it's kind of crippling your children. It's getting worse. And you've been telling yourself and you've been listening to other people that have been telling you, hey, just keep going. It's coming. It's coming. And you've tried to stay positive. But at some point you ask yourself, is it really coming? Is there really a breakthrough on the horizon for me? Can I just offer you a little bit of hope this morning? Because maybe you're standing at the very last thing that's in between you and your breakthrough. Maybe you're right there. You're right there. You've been through the wilderness. You've been through the desert. You've been through the struggle. 40 years. And you're right there to the very last thing that you need to get your breakthrough. And let me just tell you, you're not going to do it alone. Because God doesn't leave us alone. Remember, a breakthrough is, is the moment when your exertion meets God's provision. A breakthrough is very much dependent on God's timing. I know that we don't like to hear that, but it, but it is. It's dependent on God's timing and God's strategy. For example, if you have your Bibles, Joshua 6, 2 through 7. Joshua 6, 2 through 7. This is that same story. I want you to really, really focus in on this this morning. Okay, it says... And, and the Lord said to Joshua, see, I have given Jericho into your hands. I have given you your breakthrough already. Do you see that? You might not be holding it yet. You might not be tasting it yet. It's not, it might not be in your hands, but it's coming. Your breakthrough is coming. If I said it was coming, it's going to get to you. You just got to get it. Josh, God says to Joshua, he says, you shall march around the city. All the men of war going around the city once. Thus shall you do for six days. Seven priests shall bear seven trumpets of ram's horns before the ark. On the seventh day, you shall march around the city seven times. And the priests shall bow the trumpets. Are, are y'all listening to this? No, for real. Are, are y'all listening to this? Because sometimes when, when God starts speaking, it doesn't take long for us to tune them out. Because, because there are too many details. It's too tedious. It's too, it's too much work that he's demanding of us. We want it simple. We want the message version. We want someone else to pay attention, to give us a play-by-play a little bit later. Many of us say that we want a breakthrough, but I don't really, I don't know if we're that serious about it. And sometimes I, I wonder this of myself when I want a breakthrough and I'm saying, okay, God, give me direction. And then he starts speaking and I'm like, oh, God, that's a little too much. Go a little bit easier. Give me level like two, level three. I think sometimes we, we say we want a breakthrough, but we're, what we're really looking for is a miracle. Because a miracle doesn't really require any effort on our part. A miracle is 100% divine. But a breakthrough takes a little bit of human involvement. Don't say you want a breakthrough if you're really looking for a miracle. Because God is going to. He's going to give you some further instructions to get that breakthrough. Imagine if Joshua would have told God, God, just hold up, God, hold up. Can't you just like zap, zap the walls? Like, I know you can. You're God. Remember what you did 
to my ancestors when you split open the sea? Can, can you do something like that? Like, seriously, I got to gather all these guys on a Saturday morning. On a Saturday, they, I got to get them to be awake for like 24 hours. They don't, they don't get up till like 10 o'clock. They're going to they're gonna show up about 15 to 30 minutes late. Seriously, you want me to do all of this? And then we're supposed to march seven times around the city on the seventh day and once for the first six days with, with instruments? You can't just zap them. You can't just send some, some hellfire to destroy the city. Imagine if, if Joshua would have told God that. I've, I've mentioned to you that I don't really like assembling things, right? Like I've, I've told you plenty of times, there are literally things that I have not bought because I would have to assemble it. I know I'm, I'm flawed, but the other, the other day or last week, we, I, I went over to my, my, uh, my sister-in-law's and my brother-in-law, Mike, I saw that he bought a, this playground for, for Haley. And, um, he said it took a couple of days for, for him and his dad to, or his, his brother to assemble it. And I, I looked at it and I was like, damn, this is like a house, you know? Like, I, heck no, I would have never, I, I would have paid someone to do it, you know, uh, because I just, not, not because I'm incompetent, church, okay? <laughs> I could figure it out. It might take me a week. It might take me a lot longer than it took him. Um, but I, I just want to save myself the, the trouble and the frustration and me having to, like, tear down things again because I put something in the wrong place the first time. I'd, I'd rather just pay for convenience. That's just the way that I am. And instead of saving money, I'd rather just... Spend it to have someone else do it. Amen. That's some of us. It's not all of us. I don't like that about me, but it's, it's, it is what it is. The thing is, I can't apply that to God. I can't, play, I can't pay for someone else to do it for me. You can't pay for convenience with God. You can't tell God, God, I'm going to sit this one out. You do it. Next week, I'll double my tithes. That's not the way that it works. right? And so some of us, we've been... We've been looking for a miracle, but God says, now nah, we're going to do a breakthrough because a breakthrough to get a breakthrough. You've got to spend some time on, on your knees to get a breakthrough. You've got to do some work. You've got to follow the Lord's directions. It keeps us dependent on him. I haven't even finished my, my scripture verse five. God continues to tell Joshua. And when they make a long blast with the ram's horns, when you hear the sound of the trumpet, then all the people shall shout with the great shout and the wall of the city will fall down flat and the people shall go up everyone straight before him. So Joshua called, listen, so Joshua called the priests and said to them, take up the ark of the covenant and let seven priests bear seven trumpets of ram's horns before the ark of the Lord. And he said to the people, go forward, march around the city and let the armed men pass on before the ark of the Lord. It took an army to get the breakthrough for the army. Just like it takes a church to get a breakthrough for the church. It takes some unity. It takes some people showing up on time when they say they're going to show up on time. It takes people to show up when they say they're going to show up. It takes, it takes a church to get a breakthrough for a church. It takes a family praying, working to get a breakthrough for that family. It takes unity to get a breakthrough church. You'll notice in the next section of this passage, you know, the men, the men of Israel, they did everything that was commanded to them. Everything. That maybe they, maybe they did, maybe they, but I don't think that they did. You know, a lot of, a lot of us, when, when we're trying to decide if we're going to do something, we're like, is there going to be food there? 
Maybe the men of Israel did that, but I, I, I don't know. I think they were pretty serious about getting this breakthrough because they knew where they were going. There was a promised land that they had to get to. So it didn't matter if they had tacos de barbacoa or not. <laughs> and it was an odd request. I mean, you, you look at it, you read through it, like who would have thought marching around a city for seven days with instruments would bring down the walls of a city? That's the difference between good ideas and God ideas, right? When you, when you have a good idea, you talk about them, right? You sit down, you have a meeting, you strategize, you bring out the, the bread, the, the sweet bread, the coffee, you take notes. You, you bring it to the table because it's a good idea, so it merits further discussion. When you have a God idea, none of that is necessary. You don't have to assemble a meeting. You don't have to spend money on coffee and sweet bread. All you have to do is... Shut up and, and just do it because the Lord said it. And you don't question it. it, it doesn't, even if it doesn't make sense, even if you don't understand it, it's okay because you know that if God's behind it, the victory is behind God. So like when God said to the Israelites, this was a God idea. He said, if my people who are called by my name humble themselves, pray, seek my face, turn from their wicked ways, then... I will hear from heaven, I will forgive their sins, and I will uh, heal their land. That's a God idea. That's a God idea. But what were they doing? They were trying to come up with good ideas. And good ideas are good, they're fine. We, we need more good ideas. A lot of times we have terrible ideas. But they were trying to, to, to place in good ideas instead of God ideas. They were trying to solve the problem politically when God was trying to heal them spiritually and bring them into unity and trust in God. If you're looking for a breakthrough today, church, or when the day comes that you're looking for a breakthrough, because there's going to be that day, I want to encourage you, don't try, to, don't try to break impenetrable walls on your own, because you will get frustrated, you will get burnt out, you will want to quit, you will blame God. Instead, listen to what God is speaking to you. Listen to the instruction. It might be tedious. It may be long. It may be a long set of, of, of steps that you don't want to go through. But if, if God is behind it and you're in the will of God, it might take long. It might take years. You might still get frustrated. But at least you know that the breakthrough is on its way because there will be that moment when your exertion meets God's provision. I don't know if I'm speaking to anybody this morning. But this is what it takes to get a breakthrough. I want to go back to Hezekiah for, for a minute. I, I really like this story because this was a man who, who receives a death sentence. Not just by anyone. This wasn't a doctor who, who said, Hezekiah, you're going to die. And, and you go over to your friends and you give a testimony and you're like, hey, I, this is what the doctor said. But whose report will you believe? I will believe the report of the Lord. No, this was the report of the Lord. This was God who said it. This wasn't some, you know, self-proclaimed prophet saying, hey, I need to speak to you. I have a word from the Lord for you. This was God's word. God told Hezekiah, you're going to die. You're going to die. Imagine getting that word. Imagine God speaking to you. And you knew it was God, 100%, no doubt. And he said, you are going to die. Get your house in order. What would you do? Think about that for a second. What would you do? What would you do, Danny? Start crying? Yelling? What would you do, Brandon? 
pray? What would you do? Like, seriously, what would you do if God himself, I had to think about this myself because this is the word of God. So like, do you just accept it or do you fight for it? I want to say that I would do what Hezekiah did. I want to say. Because if you look at the story, what did he do? He started pleading with God. He started saying, God, remember my faithfulness. God, I have more time on earth. God, remember the promises that you made for me. God, give me a little bit more time. God, don't do this to me. And the Bible says that Hezekiah wept bitterly, like Danny said he would do. He wept bitterly. When you go to God in prayer and you begin to weep bitterly, I, you're not just crying. You're not just sniffling yourself to sleep. No, you are crying out to God. You are putting every ounce of emotion into your cry and into your prayer. I don't believe that Hezekiah slept that night. I don't think so. I don't think that he got so tired of, of crying that he just fell asleep because he had a death sentence on his life. I just see Hezekiah all night, man, crying out to God, God, don't do this. God, save me. God, redeem me. God, give me more life. That's how desperate our prayers need to be when we're praying for a breakthrough. That's how desperate. And maybe you've been in those situations where you've been up awake at night, so desperate, so distraught, so discouraged uh, to the point of, of depression. And you're crying out to God, God, deliver me. That's, that's good. Keep doing that. God will see that. That's how relentless we need to be, man. I think we give up too quickly sometimes. We give up prematurely. And, and, and God is like, dude, you're right there at the wall. You've already passed through the wilderness. You've already passed through, through the hunger and, and the struggle. You're right there. And this is where you're going to give up. Keep going. And the word of the Lord comes back to Hezekiah and he says, look, I have heard your prayer. I have heard your prayer. Then I, when I said earlier, man, don't you love it when God hears your prayer? I will add 15 years of your life. That's, that's a breakthrough, man. That's a breakthrough. Hezekiah prayed relentlessly and God listened. And if you keep reading through that, through that chapter, Hezekiah writes this beautiful song of gratitude. It reminds me of Psalm 18, 6. It says, in my distressed, I called upon the Lord to my God. I cried for help and he heard my voice and my cry to him reached his ears. I think this is a major difference between a miracle and a breakthrough. And I'm almost done. I just want you to stay with me for just for a second. This is the difference between a miracle and a breakthrough. Now, you can't really get a spiritual breakthrough without getting some type of divine intervention. So in a way, a breakthrough requires a miracle. But remember, it's also the moment where your effort, your prayers, your faith, your faithfulness lines up with God's intervention. A miracle sometimes happens without us even asking for it. You, re- you realize that? And in the scriptures, miracles were done really only for God's glory. Creation was a miracle. I didn't ask for creation. I'm, I'm thankful. I'm thankful to be alive. But creation was a miracle. Jesus walking on water, that was a miracle. The feeding of the 5,000, that was a miracle. 
All this so that people knew that Jesus was who he said that he was. That, that's what a miracle is. But a breakthrough, a breakthrough is that woman who spent 12 years struggling because she had this disease, this sickness, this discharge of blood. And she goes outside risking her life, risking her, her own humiliation. And she goes to Jesus because she knows that after 12 years... After talking to all these doctors and none of them having answers, after trying witchcraft, after trying all this type of medication, she knows that the only one who can give her the breakthrough is Jesus. That's the breakthrough. And yes, there was a miracle involved, but there was a lot of human effort involved as well. A breakthrough is when Jacob wrestled all night with God to demand the blessing that he was promised until he finally gets it. That's a breakthrough. When I get a breakthrough in my life, I become so grateful, not just because I got the miracle. I want you to listen. When I get a breakthrough, I become so grateful because that means that God values my prayers. When I get a breakthrough as a result of something that I prayed so hard for and fought so much for, that tells me that God values my obedience. God values my, uh, my prayers and he listens to my requests and my cries. When I thought no one was listening, the breakthrough proved me wrong. I'm impressed by the miracle, but I'm grateful for the breakthrough. And I guarantee you, church, that when you finally get that breakthrough, I don't know if you're looking for a breakthrough this morning. But when you finally get that thing that you've been praying for, that person that you've been praying for, that you've been fasting for, that you've been crying over, and you finally get it, you're not just going to be standing in awe of the miracle that Jesus did. You're going to be indebted to him. You're going to be so grateful that you, could, that you could write a song of praise even though you don't know how to sing. That's, that's what breakthroughs do. Because God is looking down upon you. And when you thought that he wasn't listening to you. And when you thought that he was ignoring you. And when you thought that he had other plans. He finally steps in and says, because of what you've done. Because of your faithfulness. Because of your cries. Because of your prayers. I will listen to you. And I'm going to come through for you. God values the prayers of his children. He values your prayers. He values your effort. He sees it. And when a breakthrough comes, when a breakthrough comes, you're going to be so grateful. And it's going to make you feel so valued and so loved more than ever before because God listened to you. I'm going to ask you to stand this morning. Jesus. I'm going to ask that you close your eyes this morning and just begin to just begin to pray for a second here. Just begin to talk to God. Heavenly Father, hear us, Lord. Hear us, my God. You see the depths of our heart, my God. You see our, our desires, Father. You see what we've been waiting for, my God. You've, you see the, the, the spiritual breakthroughs, my God, that we've been trying to get, Lord. And I pray, Father, that this morning our prayers go a little bit further. I pray that they reach your throne, Father God. And I pray that you consider them, Father God. Because we are your children. We are your children, Lord. And you are our Father, my God. And we have a right to ask you as our Father, Father.
Hear us this morning, Father God. Thanks for tuning in to Primera Iglesia's weekly podcast. Join Pastor John Ryan Cantu every Sunday morning at 11 a.m. For directions or more information, visit us at primeraiglesia.org. We'll see you next time and hope you have a blessed week.